Seven minutes left in the second quarter. The first half, Missouri's up 14. Excuse me, Missouri's up 14 to three. Nothing to really worry about, right? Like, shouldn't have to worry about anything. Nah. Probably going to win the game. Now, I have heard that Luther Burden got shook up. Yeah, he got shook up on it. He had a good punt return. He was back there as a punt returner. Mizzou showing a little chutzpah mm-hmm. with a starter back there. Yeah. But uh, had about a 20-yard return, and then it looks, it looks like he got contorted on a hit out of bounds. He didn't go down, but it looked like it kind of uh, messed with his ribs a little bit. So he was definitely in a little bit of pain there. But I uh, wanted to make a quick correction. Yeah. And uh, Dustman, you are the star of the show, and and how dare I try to correct you? Because you were actually correct last segment when we were talking about Bobby uh, Witt. He does have thirty eight stolen bases. I was living in a dream world where apparently he had forty two or forty three. Told you. So I do apologize for that. You also thought I was lying that I had four hits and one. I I just every time I saw you bat, you didn't get a hit. But you know what? I believe you. You haven't lied to me so far. I, I tried, don't lie to people. I tried to catch it twice, and and how dare I do that? Yeah, liars suck. They do. Terrible people. They're uh, they're not good people. They are uh, narcissistic, sociopathic. Is that a word? Sociopathic. Yeah, I think so. Sociopaths. Try to never keep them around you. Never keep them in good company. It's not good. You don't want liars around you. So you want somebody that's going to tell you what they're going to do. They're actually going to do it. I think we can all be better at that too. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes it's okay to have, like, a white lie. Yeah. How many beers did you have last night? Six or seven? I don't really. Six or seven, but they were 16 ounces, so really, what were they? How many did I really have? Eight. You know? That's, like, my favorite thing to buy when I don't have a busy day the next day. And uh, I'll buy the six-pack of Miller Lite Pounders because it's evenly eight beers. Yes, sir. I did the math. And, and I, it's a great price usually, but six ninety nine yeah. typically. The best part about it is uh, uh, the Miller High Life at Quick Trip. You can get a six pack. I think it's like a total of like nine dollars, and they're sixteen ounces, and it's great beer. I mean, it's the champagne of beers. It's it's good beer, man. I love a good Miller High Life. Yeah, and if they're like ice cold, mm. always goes down smooth. Mm-hmm. Every time. Um. But I did want to. I did want to keep you in tune with what's going on with the Missouri South Car- South Dakota game again. It's South Dakota, but it is fourteen to three under seven in the first half. So you'll be able to watch the entire second half after this show. Some of us that are Mizzou fans, like Blake, he'll be happy to know that. Um, Brady Cook, eleven of 13, 87 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Luther Burden was shaken up. Hasn't really done anything since. If I'm a zoo, I just let him stay off the field. No need to. Uh, no need to really, you know, push anything. But his numbers, I believe, before he got hurt were what, three for thirty-four? Three for thirty-four. Okay. So there's nothing, you know, nothing really terrible to look at that. Do you agree though that Cole Reagans could be an ace? From if we're taking from what I've seen since he stepped on the, six the diamond games. here at the K, yeah. six games, I believe it was fifty-six strikeouts, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just got electric stuff, and I get it. There's ups and downs, especially with pitchers. You can have a hot month and be ice cold, cold right. as a, a Miller Light highlight or a Miller mm. High Life the next. But I don't know, man. He just and I think I think this hopefully isn't a trap for Royals fans who are desperately wanting something to happen for the Royals, and it almost seems too good to be true when you when you trade away 
uh-huh. a guy like a Roldis Chapman, and you get somebody in return that nobody really, in, at least as a as a fan, nobody was really just you know not super super analyst, but as a fan, you weren't like, oh my god, Cole Reagans, that name just jumps off the board to me, right? But then you come out and see what this guy has done: not one start, not two starts, but six starts in a row. Sure, that is just giving you ultimate optimism right there. So yes, I would love to believe that you found a diamond in the rough with Cole Reagans. And sometimes a player just needs to go to a certain place where it clicks. And it seems to have just clicked so far in Kansas city. And I think six starts is a lot better than if this was a three starts. You know what I mean? Like I just think six starts. Okay. That's a great sample size. 56 innings or I'm sorry, 30, 39 innings and Mm -hmm. 56 strikeouts or whatever it was. Averaging 13 Ks per nine. I mean, that's, that's ace stuff right there. One of the better pitchers in the month of August. Another missed field goal is Minnesota, Nebraska. This game is absolutely boring. 3-0. Big 10 at its finest, right? Gotta love that Big 10 football, baby. The Matt Rule era. Um, speaking of an era that's still going strong, the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era in the AFC West. Matt Verderam, uh, who you can hear a lot of the times on the drive with Karen Harrison and Rob Britton. Always pretty solid content when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. No surprise here. Predicts the Chiefs to win the AFC West once again um, for an eighth consecutive season. We're starting to get into, like, the Atlanta Braves territory where they won 14 consecutive uh, NL East titles. Now, again, they only won one World Series, unfortunately, with that amazing pitching staff that was Smoltz, Maddox, Glavin, um, and others. But he says, overall, the Chiefs are 27-3 and when Mahomes starts against divisional opponents, a figure which must change for the worse, if the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos want to compete anytime soon. The problem, Kansas City is coming off its third Super Bowl appearance and second title in four years and is the favorite to win it all again. While Mahomes is great, Andy Reid and tight end Travis Kelsey are solid bets to be first ballot Hall of Famers. The offensive line is also one of the NFL's best, and running back tandem with Pacheco and Jarrett McKinnon is a tough duo to handle. Defensively, the Chiefs have playmakers at every level. Obviously, Chris Jones, who has not reported, is in there. Nick Bolton, Trent McDuffie. Uh, Justin Reed, all those. And if any team is going to challenge the Chiefs for the AFC West supremacy, it's likely the Chargers. He brings up the Chargers like a lot of people always do. And I think what we can finally get to the consensus of is that the Chiefs are just now the safe bet. You don't need the, the Kyle Brandt hot take of, I don't know. Justin Herbert, finally in his groove, knows what he's doing, can really effectively play the position at quarterback and turn the game into his own hands. Well, he tried that last year and threw a pick six to end the game. Not to end the game, but you understand what happened. Watson picks it, goes to the house. Everything just completely turns on a dime. The question in Los Angeles, he says, is whether Coach Brandon Staley is the right man for the job after watching the Chargers blow a 27-0 lead to the Jaguars last season wildcard round. The other concern is health, as many of Los Angeles' best players are injury risk. We talk about Austin Eckler, you talk about Mike Williams, you talk about Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler not really ever been hurt, but Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are always that guy where, and I know how you feel, fantasy football draft, into the second round, Keenan Allen's there, and the first question goes to your head is like, man, this is a steal, but if he misses three or four games and has a lingering issue that causes more than that, Mike Williams, a guy that got paid last year because the year before he was really good. He's a big stud receiver, big talent, is better with Justin Herbert. Disappointed a lot of people, too, with injury risk. But if the Chargers stay healthy and Staley improves, they can threaten the Chiefs. And those are massive ifs, he says. And I agree with that. 
Because I don't think Denver is going to be good. I think Russell Wilson is absolutely washed, trash, run amok, whatever you want to call it. Put him on the wayside. Just ignore it. And we played the, the audio earlier from Undisputed with Skip Bayless, Michael Irvin, Richard Sherman, and Keyshawn Johnson. We'll revisit that again a little bit later about the importance of Mahomes and getting into the playoffs. Vegas is not going to beat the Chiefs. Denver is not going to beat the Chiefs. And like we've seen before, 27-3 and against the division is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. This division, which was supposed to be the best division of football this last year, was not. And now the Chargers lose to the Chiefs twice. The Chiefs ran through the division, beating Denver twice, beating Vegas twice, and beating the Chargers twice, and winning their seventh consecutive AFC West title. This is why I have zero concern of the Chiefs and where they go in the playoffs. We can talk one seed. We can talk two seed. Maybe they're a three seed. The AFC is probably the best it's been in the last 10 years, and it's not even close. The Jets are a force. The Bills are a force. Miami's trying to be in that conversation. The AFC North, I think, is the best division in all the AFC. That's going to be a fun division to watch, especially if Deshaun Watson has figured it out after being out of the league for so long. Cincinnati's good. Baltimore's going to be good. I think Pittsburgh's being slept on. I think Pittsburgh's going to be a damn good team. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Pickett's got it figured out, it seems, at least for now. And you can't distrust Mike Tomlin. Najee Harris coming back for a third year at their running back position could be a decent team. But if the Kansas City Chiefs do exactly what they did in the last seven years and win the AFC West and they win it in dramatic fashion, let's say they go, what? Say they go five and one. Possibility they're going to be flirting with a one or a two seed. You're then giving Mahomes the possibility of a bye and the Chiefs a possibility of a bye that gives them that much better of a chance to make the NFL, uh, the NFL Super Bowl again. And even if you don't, you add Patrick Mahomes to the playoffs where everything just gets absolutely crazy. But again, if there's any team, it's the Chargers, and the only threat they have is they have to stay healthy. Not only that, you watch. You watch. If the Chargers slip early, the conversation will not shift to, is Brandon Staley getting fired? The conversation will then shift to, who's in control of the offense? Who's in control of the team? Staley or is it Kellen Moore? Because I think that's why they brought in Moore. I think McCarthy was an, had enough of him. I think he was the guy. I think Jerry Jones likes McCarthy enough until this year. And he said, well, you're not going to take the head coaching job the head coach doesn't really get along with you. You're a young kid that he probably McCarthy, and this is all speculation, didn't get along with. What did he do? He went to the Chargers. He supposed he's a good offensive mind. He can speak to quarterbacks and knows how to develop plays and knows how to develop players. Then again, last year, it didn't look too well in Dallas with the offensive production and Dak Prescott. But if Kellen Moore can get this offense doing something different and it can stay healthy, there will be a conversation to be had is Staley out and is Kellen Moore in as the next head coach? But I can't see the Chargers doing anything in serious threat to the Chiefs because they just haven't shown it to me. Seven consecutive years, and last year the Chiefs swept the division. I don't know if they sweep the division again this year, but again, it's Mahomes and it's the playoffs. Just get into the playoffs. And I don't think you have any issue when it comes to that because of the division that you play in. For Blake, I'm Dusty for 610 Sports Radio. We'll get back. We're a week away from the first NFL game of the season that involves your Chiefs. We'll do that on the other side on 610 Sports Radio. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Can't start a fire without a spark, even if you're just dancing in the dark. This gun's for hire. Either way. Can you guess the famous actress that's in this video? Of Dancing in the Dark with Bruce Springsteen? I couldn't even begin to. And I've seen... Oh, is it really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. He pulls her up on stage. And they do the whole... 80s finger dance. Yeah. Not like that type of. No, no, no. Yeah. They do the. the uh, yeah, shooting guns. The Pulp Fiction, you know, little yeah. twisty hips, finger pointing. Oh, yeah. I wish I was as good looking as Bruce Springsteen because I go to uh, Halloween parties as him. Somebody wants me to go to a Halloween party this year. I'm too old for him, first off. Second off, they want me to go as LA Knight, which I know you're probably not familiar with. He is a WWE superstar. On the rise. He's like, yeah. yeah. Everybody used to tell me I should go as Seamus. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, you think it's funny too, huh? It's just because you're like white skin and red hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which it is uncanny. I get it. Yeah. When I was rather larger, a lot of people thought I should go as uh, Seth Rogen from Pineapple Express. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just get completely baked and wear like a polo with or a blazer with blood on like a shirt underneath it. That movie's underrated, man. Yeah. That movie's underrated. I thought that movie was hilarious. Quick side note. Are we ever going to get that generation of movies? Like the the, no. the Pineapple Expresses, the Anchorman. Is, do is that anymore. done? Is that just, is that over? Are we never going to get back to that? Can't do those were the, that was the pinnacle, man. That was a that was a great time in my life because old school, Wedding Crashers, 40-year-old virgin, yep. Anchorman, uh, Pineapple Express, all those movies kind of came out together. Yeah. And it was just a hell of a run because I always compared it to, like, my parents' generation when they got, like, Caddyshack and Animal House and Back to School and all these, like, 80s high-peak Fast humors. times at Richmond High. Another one that's great, yeah. And, uh, you know, they got all those movies. And then in the early 2000s, we got all those big bangers of of movies because you know mid 90s it was just basically like tom cruise will smith and jim carrey just kind of had their run and now that i go back jim carrey maybe not as funny as i thought he was did we have was dazed and confused early 90s mm-hmm. okay so see that that one i'll give him yeah because ben affleck was in that yes that was kind of like the end of like that 80s, 80s run where you had like fast time yeah it was i think that movie kind of i want to say that movie came out in 95 that's what i was thinking originally but I could be wrong. Let that or 94. Yeah, you might be right with Because that was McConaughey's first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he nailed the... He wasn't even supposed to get the part. Nah. He met a guy... He met the producer in a bar. Or met the director in a bar. Have you seen the audition when he does the... <laughs> good thing about high school girls. I don't know if I've seen the actual audition, but... Yeah. I've, I've heard him recount the story. 93. 93, okay. Yep. Dazed and confused. Great movie. Great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you want to try to guess the last time that Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes played what each threw for yardage was? Now, the game was 54 to 51. Rams won against the Chiefs. Monday Night Football. I remember the game. 
Probably the greatest Monday Night Football you've ever seen and I've ever seen. I believe, I know exactly where I was at. I believe I was at Austin City Limits. And there, it was such a big game. It was, yeah. It nice. was such a great game that at yeah. Austin City Limits, they had sectioned off a gigantic, like, 100, uh, 100, uh, whatever it is, 100-inch TV mm-hmm. for an entire section of people to watch this game. Hell yeah. Even though we were in Texas. Um, I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. He threw it 46 times. Yeah, I think Pat threw for 512. Less. 478. 478. Okay. Going college numbers, I guess. 478, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Kareem Hunt led with 70 yards rushing. And then the wide receiver leaders. <laughs> this is always funny to me. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 10 for 215 and two tutties. Wow. Travis Kelsey, 10 for 127. And a tutty. Ten a pop. Ten a pop. <laughs> 20, 20 catches between the two of them. 20 of the 33 completions went to two guys. Uh, Jared Goff would throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns as well. But again, that was against one of the worst defenses in Chiefs history. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't really run the ball. Brandon Cooks had eight for 107. And Josh Reynolds, if you remember him, had six for 80. And then Big Tree Bob Woods, uh, he had six, uh, four for 72. Chiefs will lose 54 to 51. That's the last time Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes squared off. They'll square off again a week from tonight. A little bit of a different situation. Mahomes, that was his first year as a starter. That was his rise to the MVP. 5,050 tutters. That's right. And this game is a week from tonight. And there's a lot of people that have questions or maybe they're like, I don't know what my comfortability level is or my comfort level is when it comes to the Chiefs already this year. Obviously, the Chris Jones things has people, you know, maybe thinking differently or they have, you know, questions about Kadarius Tony. The thing is, when you look at this game a week out, you have to give the the obvious of what is. Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey, you're taking that every time over Amara St. Brown, Jared Goff, and Dan Campbell. Now, again, I know Detroit's got a new flash in the pan at running back. I know Amara St. Brown is an absolute stud. He's going to be another fantastic fantasy pick if you can get him on your team. But the pressure and the weight is on the shoulders of Detroit. Look, you're coming into the house against a team like the Chiefs who are going to unveil a banner. They're going to show you new things that you can't even imagine Andy Reid has been working on. Nebraska just threw a pick with seven seconds left in the first half. Hate to see it. Actually, I'd love to see it. I don't like Nebraska. That's just me personally. Big 10, baby. Yeah. Seven seconds left in the second half. They were on the two-yard line through a pick. Minnesota leads 3-0 going into halftime. Um, but the thing about this game against Detroit is it's funny to kind of ask people, like, what's your level of comfort when it comes to Chiefs versus Detroit? And the game is six-and-a-half-point favorite is the Chiefs. Over-under is 53-and-a-half. So they're, Vegas looks at this game being a, you know, a touchdown win for the Chiefs. They think it's going to be somewhere around like 34 to 28, right? Somewhere around there, 35, 28-ish in that, in that level. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown is minus 185. Travis Kelsey, two touchdowns is plus 310. When you look at this game against Detroit, there's really only one thing that you have to tell me about that I need to know. Who's coaching? Campbell versus Reed. Perfect. Who's playing quarterback? Goff versus Mahomes. I get it. When they played in the Rams game, that was a different team. 
And again, Chris Jones may or may not be there. There's some people who think he will. There's some people who think he might just show up and then be ready to play and get in there and be an effective defensive tackle that he's been the last two or three years. Who knows? But when I look at this matchup a week out, the obvious that should get stated is the obvious that should be made. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey are substantially better than Jared Goff, Amara St. Brown, and Dan Campbell. And that's nothing against Detroit. The pressure's just on Detroit. The Chiefs have zero pressure anymore. Literally, they don't have any. I mean, you could say they do because they're, you know, favorites have pressure. But they've won the Super Bowl twice. They've won their division seven consecutive times. And the Detroit Lions come into a new NFL season of what was last year a fluke? Like, if you looked at the Chief, if you looked at the Jayhawks, the, the Tigers, and K-State, who's got more pressure? Probably Kansas. Was last year a fluke? Prove us differently. We have to prove to people that we're not just a flash in the pan, that we're not just somebody special. Missouri, you just got to win seven games, man. Get bowl eligible and some. Maybe win eight. Survive the, eight, uh, the SEC. K-State, yeah, there's a little bit of pressure, but everybody's going to be looking at Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Some people will be looking at Texas Tech. But K-State, there's not a ton of pressure on them to win the Big 12. Are they my favorite? Yes. Doesn't mean they have pressure. Detroit, there's more pressure on teams that have to prove it than there are teams that have already proven it, even if their highest level is Super Bowl or eight consecutive championships within their division. So put that in there, evaluate it, and then just always remember who's playing quarterback. There was a question that went around the water cooler this past week. Can the Chiefs win the Super Bowl without player blank? You know who the name is. My name is Dusty Likens. That's Blake. This is 610 Sports Radio, and you're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It's like DJ Blake in the house. Yeah. Spinning the ones and twos yeah, for you, you Dustman. You got ACDC going into the Bee Gees. Back in Black always reminds me, this is weird. Uh, it always reminds <laughs> me of the movie Megamind. Okay. Have you Why? ever seen that movie? I have, but only That's one what it comes time. out to. Because it's like the Brad Pitt character, and then there's like the Will Ferrell Megamind character, and then at the very end they come out, and he's like the now the hero, and he just comes out to that. I've song. only seen it once, and it was so long ago I couldn't tell you. Hmm. I can tell you I've seen ACDC live, though. That was pretty cool. Really? Oh, yeah. 2008, baby. Great, uh, eighth grade graduation. Oh, you went ACDC on eighth grade graduation? Yes, sir. You eighth grade graduation? Well, I mean, graduated from eighth grade and in, in getting into high school. I went I to Catholic school, so that's oh, why okay. there's a difference there. I forget you're younger than me, and you guys got, like, all those, like, trophies for everything. Yeah, no, I wasn't actually part of that generation. Okay. Didn't, didn't have those. Nah, I, mean, I know a lot of people did, but I was never. Like, I'm considered a millennial, and I get a lot of, like, I get a lot of crap from older people. For sure. And they're like, what was it like getting a trophy for losing? Like, we didn't get a trophy for See, losing. See, here's the deal. I never got participation trophies because mm. I always won everything. Oh. So, oh. four-time City CYO champions, baby. What's up? Okay. Uh, Mizzou leads 28-3. to three. It is essentially halftime. They put up 14 points in both quarters. Again, I believe they were like 29.5-point favorites. Uh, Brady Cook, 17-21, 172 and a touchdown. Um, Schrader, Cody Schrader, the running back, 11 for 75, also a touchdown. Um, and Luther Burton, Luther Burton, six for 81. 
That's all I say tonight is just go out there and be that dude. Like be the guy that is, you know, one of the top recruits from last year. Show everybody that you're going to be, you know, the number one. I know he got shook up earlier, but man, he's getting all the targets. He's getting all the, he's got six for 81. The next guy is two for 34. Came back tough with two contested catches that got yeah. uh, one player ejected for targeting. And the other one was a massive third, uh, massive first down. And uh, he's looking good, man. From what I saw that the the fan base on Twitter was saying that it was uh, a very ugly, dirty hit. But again, it's, it's those are people who haven't played football. Was it a, was it a dirty hit? No. Was it a football hit that two players collided at full speed and it happened mm. to be targeting? Yeah. It, it's a receiver coming down from the air. I get it. You see that you're like, ah, he did that intentionally guys. Football is a very hard sport. And when you're going full speed towards somebody and you're not really quite sure what their, what their body's going to do, mm. it happens. Now it was directly right on his helmet. But he leaned into it. I mean, had he st- had he stood straight up, it wouldn't have been targeting. Welcome to the real world. Uh, speaking of the real world, Vinny Pasquantino, you know, the first base for the Royals. Week four, the Chiefs will play the Jets. And 6-10 will have a watch party at Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Vinny Pasquantino and Royals teammates will be with 6-10 teammates as we'll watch the Chiefs versus the Jets. That's a late night game, man. That's Sunday night football. Um, so trash talk all you want, have fun with the game. There'll be a silent auction. It is October 1st at Hollywood Casino. at Hollywood casino chiefs versus jets. Vinny Pasquantino and other Royals teammates will be in attendance watching that game as well. You get to be with Royals players watching the chiefs play former chiefs. Miko mm-hmm. Hardman. I like the jets this year. I, think I like the jets. Too. I think the jets win the East. I do too. I got Aaron Rodgers as my fantasy quarterback because I think he's bouncing back. Garrett Will, uh, Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. Nicole Hardman's got Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Yeah, I think he's. I think it's and that defense. Yeah. Watch out, man. Watch out for the Jets, man. Yeah, Robert Sala's got that defense unlocked, man. Robert Sala, what a just what a great looking man he is. Got quite the shiny head there. Yeah, but he pulls it off. Um, something that uh, gets pulled off are athletes when they've seen. Mahomes in action. And we're starting to kind of get that. We're starting to kind of get athletes that are starting to get into the media that have recently played in seasons. Like I believe uh, Mark Ingram is on the college uh, show tonight uh, for the Minnesota and, and Nebraska game. And Richard Sherman obviously was announced as a new panel guest on undisputed with Skip Bayless. Listen to how Richard Sherman describes playing against Patrick Mahomes. This is him talking about, Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid. This is why when guys like Skip Bayless or Kyle Brand or Colin Coward have these, you know, egregious takes that maybe don't make sense because they don't really know the game of football. Like Blake had mentioned, some people that talk about football don't know football. Richard Sherman, that man knows football. You had to show me clips in a Super Bowl that breaks my heart to this day yeah. because that man gunned seven minutes to go in the game. We're up 10. Up 10. He went. I want to say 20 unanswered points. Yeah, because your quarterback was... My quarterback didn't play defense. We had our number one defense in the land that year. And we... I did not play well. He he went out there and he threw strikes. He threw strikes. He ran the ball well. He executed well. Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive coordinators to Mm -hmm. grace this game. Yes. His system and Kyle's system are the two that are in the league that are having success. 
But Andy Reid, before Patrick Mahomes, has not won a Super Bowl. There was not Super Bowl champion on his name before he got with Mahomes. Mm -hmm. You talk about my favorite things, peanut butter and jelly, eggs and bacon. Mm -hmm. They got together and created something beautiful. So as much credit as you give Andy Reid, you have to give Patrick Mahomes the same amount of credit because he's not just out there nickel and diamond. He's not out there just regular season. You talked about the regular season not mattering when it came to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers got these regular season awards. But I tell you what, this boy Patrick Mahomes, he gets in that playoff, he a bad, bad, bad man. Really? He's out there. When he goes to the Super Bowl, he's likely going to get the Super Bowl MVP. Now, last year, I'll give you a little bit more. Did he get a little lucky in the AFC title game with that roughing the passer late in the game? Mm -hmm. Joseph Asai, oh my God, I feel so bad for the kid. He got that late roughing the passer, yep. and that pretty much sealed the game that for the. the but deal. you're going to get every but, now and then, you're going to get a little You're going to get a little luck. That, that's part of the game. But you know what's not lucky? Those two 5,000 yard seasons that he threw. Only other person to do it? Drew Brees. Touchdown time, the GOAT. This man has only been in the league five years. Five years. He got two MVPs two Super Bowl MVPs, and when Burroughs has weapons, Burroughs had a better defense last year. They were sixth in points. Mahomes' defense, 16th in points allowed. But it doesn't matter because you got Patrick Mahomes, and I guarantee you every man on that defense would say, hey, as long as we got him, we feel no pressure. Mm. Because whatever lead we got or deficit we have, we feel like he can bring us back. And him and Travis Kelsey, you're not talking about a guy who – we're talking about a Hall of Fame all-time, maybe the all-time greatest tight end. Yep. There's all-time great tight ends that call him an all-time great tight end. Mm. So you give him that. But he's done it with Juju Smith-Schuster as the one. And there's not a lot of guys who would say, man, I'm picking Juju Smith-Schuster over a lot of these guys in the league. No Did offense to Juju. He's a, he's a great player, and he's had great success. But he had a lot of guys you wouldn't have picked on a lot of teams. When you hear somebody like that with the clout that they have, somebody who's played Brady in a Super Bowl and lost, Someone who's played against Mahomes in a Super Bowl and lost. Now, again, Richard Sherman wasn't the same player he was when he was in the Seahawks secondary. But again, Richard Sherman, very intelligent. You don't have to like him. You can hate his attitude. But the man's intelligent. And when he explains things like that about Patrick Mahomes, and again, I don't think it's a shot at Juju Smith-Schuster. I think the only thing is that he buckled up on his name and called him like Schuster. But again, when you hear guys that were starting to see fall into these media outlets Right, guys are going to start working for Fox Sports 1, ESPN, you know, platforms like that. Listen to how they describe what it's like to play against the Patrick Mahomes. Because it's nice to hear like Peter Schrager cupcake the Chiefs every single year. It's nice to hear Nick Wright, who's a nice dude, been nice to me, nice to this station, guys that work here, huge Chiefs homer. He leans into it. He's not telling you anything that you don't already know. He just puts a little razzle-dazzle on it. But guys like Skip Bayless who are like, well, he throws it between his legs and behind his back, and he does that because Andy Reid's there. And then you get guys like Keyshawn Johnson who are like, didn't play with Patrick Mahomes, but know for a fact being in the league, playing with quarterbacks in the league around the time that he did and sees this like rebirth or a resurrection of a quarterback position like Patrick Mahomes has done, you take their words more for granted than you would somebody. And maybe that's obvious to a lot of people to hear, and that's fine. But when you hear the passion and you hear how serious he is, like we had a 10-point lead. He had 20 points unanswered. He's like, well, your quarter, like Skip Bayless even tries. He says, well, you guys had Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's like, well, he wasn't playing defense. 
We had Bosa. We which had is, Warner. Which is self-deprecating to Sherman. He's he's doing right. it to himself, saying, listen, yeah. I was on the field. And he's like, I'm, I didn't play well. I'm we one of the lost. top corners of all time, depending on who you ask. Sure. And I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and I think the day and age of media in which we live in and how much more players are getting exposure, especially currently, hurting mm-hmm. their dustman. I just hit my funny bone on the chair. <laughs> yeah, really I think hurts. with how much exposure players are getting to, to mm-hmm. voice their opinions. I mean, look at busting with the boys. You get Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. Yeah. Look at look at uh, New Heights with and Taylor Travis. Lewan learned his lesson last year. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm not. He because the other guy. What's the other guy's name? Will Compton. Uh, and he was like, well, well. I don't know if it's Mahomes this year. I think so. I think the Chargers win the division. He's like, dude. He's like, dude, watch out, man. He's like, don't say that. I mean, you have that epic clip of him on on uh, NFL Top 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes? Uh, he's really good at football. Sure, that was his quote. But I think with with how much players are getting able to speak out now, way yeah. more than they ever used to be, the 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 age of the Skip Baylesses mm-hmm. are going to go away. And yeah, you're always going to have the one and two that stick around. Sure. I love I love Nick Wright. I think he does it. I think the way he does it is great. You know, the Peter Schragers, the Kyle Brands, yeah, that, that's awesome and everything. But um, and, or even Jeff Passan over on the baseball side and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think the more you have those guys mm-hmm. and they learn to to speak well as far as how they communicate in a sports broadcasting manner. Yeah, those guys are going to go by the wayside. And you're going to, I mean, why would you not listen? Anybody listening to that who's like, well, I agree with Skip Bayless. Well, like, no, what are does. you listening? No, I, and I agree. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm just making a drastic comparison. Right. I just think it's it's silly. Like, and, unless your name is Bart Scott, I'm probably going to listen to you. Yeah, Bart Scott, man. <laughs> that guy sucks. Uh, we'll play some stuff that missed the cut on the other side. Patrick Mahomes being a nerd. Andy Reid talking to janitors. And we bring up something that happened for the first time ever in women's sporting event live. It happened yesterday. It involves a team that's playing football tonight. We'll explain all of that, and we'll get you out of here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. To say I can lift you up? Is that the first line of the song? There we go. Nailed it. I used to think he said fill instead of lift. I thought it was too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's starting off uh, hot and heavy there. That's right. It's okay to start off hot and heavy. You just have to finish hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't start off and then, you know. Don't take your foot off the gas pedal, kids. Even if it's only three minutes and 12 seconds, you know? Give it all you got. Damn. Nebraska just scored on a weird play. They, like, did the whole trickery where they threw it out to the wide receiver, then he threw it back to the quarterback, then the quarterback threw it for a touchdown as the first touchdown in the big red era for Matt Rule has officially happened. Missouri up 28-3 at half. Luther Burden, that dude, 6 for 81. Um, You're a Mizzou fan. Do you want to see like a fifty-six to ten sort of win? Just I know it's an FCS school, so there's yes, not a whole no, lot no. to look into. I am one hundred percent. If Mizzou doesn't go out and put at least 45, 47, 56 points yeah. on the board, I consider it a failure because these are the teams that you're supposed to be not mm-hmm. throwing all your plays at, but you're supposed to be going out and dominating them. You play in the SEC. You don't play in the Big Twelve anymore. You sure as hell don't play in the Big Ten. You have to go out and dominate. So, yes, I will be disappointed if it's a, you know, 36 to 10 ball game. Sure. 
Which that would be disappointing if that was the final score. Because that means you essentially just went even, even in the second half. But yeah, the drink with uh, the whole era there. Uh, that's that's a hot seat. We talked about that. You know, what's Mizzou going to do? Um, how much pressure do they have? How much pressure does Kansas have? I know it might be a hot take, but I think there's more pressure on Kansas and Lance Leopold uh, to kind of prove to the world that last year just wasn't a fluke. K-State, I'd like to see them win the Big 12. Mizzou, get over seven and a half wins or get over six and a half wins. That's your Vegas line. A lot of people have that. I think it was plus 110 last week on Friday when we looked at it for the over to hit. So not a, excuse me, not a huge, you know, bet to be placed for money to be made, but you could do that. One thing I want to start doing on, on this program, if you stick around, because this is the last after hours until, man, a week and a half, just because you have Royals games. They play Boston Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we have a holiday coming up, and then Royals play Tuesday, Wednesday. Chiefs play Thursday. Friday, Royals play again. And then we'll be right back into uh, the swing of things where you'll have, you know, after hours after the Chiefs Kingdom show from 7 to 9 on Monday. Tuesday, we'll have a full show of after hours from 6 to 9. Wednesday, you'll have Arrowhead Pride Radio after hours after that. Thursday, that's where you'll have that gambling show with Alex Gold. That's my one night off, Thursday. And then I'm all yours. Friday night's our fun show. That's when we do Richard of the Week. We'll do Off the Cusp. We'll do what we're looking forward to. We'll have Pete Sweeney join the show. We'll have guys like Aaron Ladd join the show. We'll have Harold Kuntz join the show as well. All around the city and keep you locked in. Uh, but one thing I do want to start doing is, is stuff that I put together in a rundown that might miss the cut. And this is a story that I think was maybe a year or so old, but it was on the Chris Long podcast. And Andy Reid brings up a story this is just an Andy Reid soft flex. You look everywhere, though. High school, college. I mean, at least I've heard rumors that you've got guys that go down to the bottom of the ranks to find new concepts and things you might want to go with. Have you ever actually taken something from high school? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I took one from a janitor one time at Green Bay. I mean, I just <laughs> oh, no, I you got to tell me this. Well, no, we had a janitor. It was a mom and pop uh, group that cleaned our facility forever and then they were game day. And, you know, this guy kept telling me who's a, he was the owner of the company, the father of the, the family. And he goes, I've got this play for you. And he kept telling me this over and over. Finally, I said, okay, here's a card, draw up the play. And he drew up the play. I go, dang, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We called the play just before halftime and it scored. And he starts hitting his wife and he's going, that's my play. That's my play. And she's going, yeah, right. Yeah, sure it is. And that, uh, you know, that's, uh, well, we'll take it from anywhere. So Andy Reid, we all know, no surprise, he's a nerd. Not in a bad way. Nerds can be successful. Look at Bill Gates. Look at Elon Musk. And uh, they're successful. Andy Reid, Jander draws a play, says this might work, and then sure enough, scores a touchdown. That's just kind of cool, the story where he's like tapping his wife on there. Look, 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 look. Told you it'd work. Um, But just a soft flex from Andy Reid. And the thing is, is that there's a perfect combination between nerd of a head coach, nerd of a quarterback. I remember hanging out with Pat once before he was a starter. We were at a Super Bowl. Is when he was still Alex's backup. Mm-hmm. He was a rookie, like a little kid drinking a bunch of beers. And I feel like he's still the same way. He does have that high energy, love for life, and then just pounds Coors Lights. Looks like a great leader every single day. He'll get on guys. If you're not running as a receiver, he'll get on you. He needs those reps, and he feels how valuable those reps are. There's a reason why he's 
great as athletic as he is and as good as he is at improv and everything he is about as nerdy as it gets yeah we went to like a significant other's volleyball game so i go up there i'm actually watching the game I'm like Bro, what is pat he said he was going to be up here it's like a tuesday during the season he's in the car watching film and like looking up at a volleyball match every like two seconds just to see it i looked at the notebook and it looked like chicken scratch i can't read anyways but i couldn't read a single word and he had an entire binder full and you could tell he was going through that yeah and i was just like man this guy's studious as i've never been able to take notes and read my notes and they're like that makes sense and then you could tell he, that he does it week in week out well, very studious and volleyball game he's freaking doing it all the time dude everywhere you need a little nerd in your quarterback you need sure yeah has I, to have a little nerd I hate taking make gotta have a little nerd Nothing wrong with a little nerd in your in your quarterback, especially when you're at a, you know, family or organized volleyball game and you'd rather just sit in the front seat of a car and draw up plays that are in your mind. Just like if you're a head coach and you take for for wording from a janitor that says, hey, this might work, and Andy Reid gets on that wavelength with that other man and he's like, you know what, you're right, this might work. The other thing that missed was something that was great to see was the Nebraska volleyball team, I think their head coach has been their coach for 20 years. And they had their first game of the season uh, in Nebraska's football stadium. I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's amazing. Electric. What was it? 92,000 people. And it is on record as the largest viewing women's sports event, uh, ever. event ever. Pretty crazy. Right. I mean, 92,000 people, not only just for, but, but for volleyball. And I love volleyball. Are there are they like the best team in the nation, or is it just the, like? See, I right. guess it's as good as mine. Because that's you, what I was wondering. Is usually like, it's like UConn and Texas. No, I know Nebraska's, they don't have any pro teams. Like, a lot of them are Royals fans. A lot of them are pick my football team. It's kind of like people around this area when it comes to the NBA. You don't really have like an NBA team. Um you can just kind of root for whoever you want. Maybe you feel, maybe you root for Oklahoma City, maybe you root for Utah, maybe you root for, you know, Denver Nuggets, whoever it might be. So, you know, the Jazz, Nuggets. I kind of just root for wherever LeBron's at. Well, that does it. This is our last show. I'll join Cody and Gold tomorrow. From 10 to 2, it'll be me, Alex Gold. And then the weekend starts, holiday weekend. And everything else. Blake, thanks for all your help tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I had a blast. Sorry to those who listened. Uh, there was no text line tonight. It crashed. It is what it is. But again, it's a lovely evening. Go enjoy it. Maybe you have plans. Maybe you don't. If you don't, download the show. Missed a couple segments. Check it out. Chiefs Lions, a week from tonight. Football season is here. We survived the summer. Everybody in Kansas City, stay safe. Have fun. Go do nice things for other people. It makes this world a little bit easier that we live in. Have a good night, Kansas City. I'm Dusty Leggins. I'll let Blake play you out. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.